Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. Greetings, everyone. This is Sharon Swing, along with Sybil Towner. Hi, everyone. And Joan Kelly. Hello, everyone. We are so glad to be with you today. Hey, we just got off a Zoom call of our virtual Listen to My Life coaching group. We've got um, 11 people, actually 12, journeying through the entire map process of Listen to My Life, the eight visual maps. And we're on Reviewing My Days this week. And we did Alexio Divina at the top that was um, actually not scripture, but the words of Mama Maggie. And we wanted to share those with you today and um, see if we can invite you to engage with us in it and we'll have a conversation. So Sybil, can you read that piece from Mama Maggie? Well, just allow yourself to take a deep breath, take it in, hold it, and slowly let it out, and then listen. I learned that silence is the secret. Silence your body to listen to your words. Silence your tongue to listen to your thoughts. Silence your thoughts to listen to your heart. Silence your heart to listen to your spirit. Silence your spirit to listen to his spirit. Mama Maggie. Mm, thanks for reading that, Sybil. So give us a little bit of background on what you know about Mama Maggie. Well, um, Mama Maggie was a professor at the American University in uh, Cairo, Egypt, in computer science, a very sharp gal, grew up in a family uh, very well-to-do. Her uh, dad was a doctor. Uh, she had an aunt who worked with the what they would call the garbage children in Cairo, who would bring her out uh, there on occasion. And uh, I don't think she was, but um, she wasn't a believer in the way she would describe it today at that time. But after her aunt died, she went out to that place and something happened to her. Uh, and there is a book, I don't have the title in my mind, but if you just put in Mama Maggie, you would find it, uh, that tells her story. And she was compelled to work with these families and actually started a school for children uh, and then uh, all sorts of other things in terms of some medical help and uh, economic help that just uh, unfolded in the work. But one of the things that she really began to learn, she changed the way she dressed, a very plain, simple dress that almost looks like a, um, a nun, uh, wore the same thing every day and practiced silence in, uh, in a deep way. And uh, I met her at uh, Willow Creek when she was speaking at the Leadership Summit, and she had one of the most profound effects on the group that was gathered there, and particularly the young people. I mean, they were so taken with her. And one of the first things she did is she put herself on the floor and just 
bless the place and the people that were there, uh, really prostate. And that's really the way she was at lunchtime. Didn't want any food, just wanted to be prostrate, prostate, I think, prostrate in prayer um, and uh, listening for what God would say in her, to her, and then through her. A very unique, humble spirit. And um, so it was just a privilege to be with her. So reading these words are, um, they're real. They're really real and who she is and what she does. And her work is still going on. It's called um, the Stevens Children's Children Ministry. So if you look that up, you would be able to find what her work is. So this particular quote, uh, Joan, what struck you about it when you heard this quote, maybe the first time or since then? I think a couple things. Um, the first time, well, the first time I heard it, I was in the room. <laughs> I was too. When she did this. And it is yeah. a, I would say, a marking moment where you're with, I'll say, 7,000 other people. And I was in the upper third balcony <laughs> and I still could hear a pin drop. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever experienced anything like that by this very humble simple woman walking in. Um, she I was think, a stark contrast to the other leadership oh, speakers. Oh, yeah. And the fact that she agreed to do this still stuns me today. Um, but I think the way that she slowly walked through this, I've used this as a meditation for myself so often because it walks through my body, my mind, my heart. Um, my my thoughts um and it brings me to this place of stillness and silence <clears throat> and today actually as we did it i i stuck with that word silent quite a bit um because i felt the collision of a lot of things i felt the collision of my feelings and thoughts with um what my body was reacting to. I felt the collision of the words that were forming in my head um, with those feelings. But it's in that place of silence that I could just be quiet and listen to God and learn to be content as those things, instead of clashing, start to um, intersect and give God space to speak. I remember being in the room and I remember where I was sitting too, interestingly enough, now that you say it. And the, the effect she had on the room was so profound and nobody knew exactly what was going to happen next. But it was clear she was inviting us into something very profound. And as I read this back now, and as I remember my response to it the first time um, I heard it, I think the, the progression here, I learned that silence is the secret. Summary statement, right up front, right? Mm -hmm. Silence your body to listen to your words. Silence your tongue to listen to your thoughts. 
Silence your thoughts to listen to your heart. Silence your heart to listen to your spirit. Silence your spirit to listen to his spirit. And I thought to myself, I guess I wasn't necessarily aware that there were so many layers I needed to get through. You know, I mean, it kind yeah. of spells out the pathway right there. And yes, if I want to, if I say I want to listen to God, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to put aside. Mm-hmm. So, so think about that, Sharon uh, and and Joan. You would appreciate this too. But of digging in the soil, and you know, uh, you you want to you've got this idea. I want to plant this beautiful whatever flower vegetable, and that and you start to dig. And it's either clay or it's hard, or you've picked the kind of, uh, you haven't done this after a rain, and you can hardly get through, as you read, through the first layer. Your body just rebels. Mm-hmm. It it goes to the refrigerator. It goes someplace else. It, it, it takes, uh, it's... You know, it just goes five different ways. This, this is too hard or this isn't working. Uh, and, and you and I want it to be all the way where we're, our spirit was silenced. We might not even have said it to listen to his spirit. I think what you said there, uh, Sharon, before struck me uh, in such a way that this is a process. And we need to help people in the work of silence to just first pay attention to their bodies. How it works from the body body. outside in, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, and that's, I mean, if I think about the reviewing my days map, that's how that map has been aligned as well of working from the outside in. That's how the questions even progress. But first, before we tell our body to be silent, we need to listen to it. Yes. What it wants to tell us. Right, that there's information there to be had that we might be needing. And then basically, I think it needs to be each, each piece here, let's say the body needs to be listened to before we can say, okay, now we're going to put what you're saying to me aside for a moment to be silent so that we can listen a little deeper. Because maybe if whatever our body is telling us is uh, maybe disconcerting of some sort, um, and a discomfort of some sort, then maybe there's information on those lower levels that can help us with our bodies too. Yes. I mean, I like to yes. think about it like a dashboard, like on your, com- well, your computer or your car, right? There's indicator lights with our bodies, with our minds, yes. with our hearts, with our words. And will we slow and still enough and be silent to listen and pay attention to those. God wired those into us. Yes. And so, so one of the first things many of us have done, and certainly uh, we can say we've done it, we did it at the beginning of this reading, is we began to breathe and to notice our breathing, which now allows oxygen if we don't have our legs crossed and we're sitting or standing in a um, open position now we're getting oxygen that actually is going to the places that we uh, that are here it's going to our mind it's going to our heart it's going to the extremities of our bodies and there's a sense of actually the capacity to be still and not to run from it Mm-hmm. 
And it, it also occurs to me that we silence the body to listen to the words. And so sometimes we have to get to sit still. I mean, let's say just the spiritual practice of journaling. Then you pick up a pen and you get lots of words. And maybe your entire quiet time uh, that you have set aside gets filled with pages and you, you fill pages in your journal. And then wait a minute, silence the words, silence, okay, the tongue to listen to your thoughts. So almost like, okay, let's imagine we're reading our journal back to ourselves so we can actually listen to the thoughts that are actually have already spilled out. Then silence your thoughts to listen to your heart. So it's a deeper level of reflection yet, maybe. Mm-hmm. So we can actually reflect on what we've, what we've done in this little scenario I'm spilling out. And, and I then, th- yes. Yeah. And I think that heart might be desires. Mm-hmm. And what else do you think about that? About what might be? Well, I think when we get to the heart, it's, it, it's, um, it's what's going on in me not what's going on in somebody else or not what's going on that I think I need to be doing, whether it's living up to somebody else's expectations or, uh, but, but really what is it that my heart is trying to say that is truest about me? Mm. And maybe desires as along with wounds. um, I think desires are what I sometimes have on the surface uh, of I want, but if I keep working with those desires, I think when I get to the deepest level, God is there. And that's when I silence my heart and I listen to his spirit. That's the deepest thing I want, but I need to listen to what I want, um, what I desire, because that will really take me there. That will take me to him. He doesn't diss my desires. And what I found in life is a lot of people say, well, that's not a good thing to desire. Or I have grown up with my own opinions. That doesn't feel very Christian or that looks selfish. Or, and I dismiss those parts of myself in trying to be what I think I'm supposed to be. And I'm not. I'm not able to listen to actually to what is in my heart. So Sybil, are you saying that you're trying to get after the longing that, that we talk about in desires and longings? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is my, what is really my deepest longing and desire? You know, and, and I, here's what I hear people say, you know, I just want to be at peace. I don't know how to get there. Um, I, some will say, I just want to be able to forgive this person. I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. Um, I, or, or the way they'll say it, a more colloquial, I just want to be done with this. That's my desire. I want to move on. Well, I mean, and, and that's, and then I, I think I would say to someone, just tell me what would it look like if you were able to move on? What would you be doing or not be doing? 
well, I wouldn't still be hearing this person's words or what they did. You what? What were you thinking, Joan? No, it just feels like when you describe that, it sounds like a place that I would like to go, but I wouldn't know how to get there necessarily. Yes. And so this progression of this prayer actually feels like it gives me a pathway, Mm -hmm. um, an on-ramp to go to that, what I would call kind of a thin place Mm -hmm. of wandering together with God. Um, and naming some realities and naming what I desire that might move me towards understanding what a longing could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. this progression is almost like a funnel, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of getting down to what's really important in the, the crux of the situation. One of the people that yeah. was just on our coaching call, we got through to the point of, you know, I learned that silence is a secret. Silence your body to listen to your words. Silence your tongue to listen to your thoughts. Silence your thoughts to listen to your heart. You go, well, well, that's where I get blocked right there. You know, it's like, and, and because we can live in our heads sometimes and it's like, okay, I can't silence the thoughts. They just keep running and running and running. And so, yeah. How do we even do the silencing of the thoughts Mm -hmm. um, when we don't know another way would be a question. Yes. And here's in embedded in this, I mean, silence was a big word in this, but also the other word that was in here that sort of just popped in what you've said and what Joan said is listen. I mean, each place was given value. Um, listen to your words. Listen to your thoughts. Listen to your heart. Listen to your spirit. Listen to his spirit. No, so uh, so as you think of that as a pathway, it's not glimpsing at it and just journeying on. Uh, I think this might be a place to camp. I might spend um, more than one time or two minutes trying to listen to my thoughts. Right. And I think the question of how do I even silence those thoughts, it gives you the answer. And the next piece of it is listen to your heart. So how do I listen to my heart then? I have to be silent. I have to silence those, those thoughts to be able to listen to my heart. And actually I I think part of it is curiosity. Um, I think that a lot of times journaling or writing prayers or whatever, it's, it's a word dump <laughs> mm-hmm. as opposed to an expectation that if I stop that, if I stop that flow, then there might be something underneath that yet further to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you remember that uh, statement that we've shared together before, but how can I know what I think until I see what I say. Say more words around that, Sybil. Well, how can I know what I think until I see what I say? So as you begin, sometimes when someone speaks words and someone is listening to them, they might say, because they have been listened to, they might say, I never knew I felt that way. Or... 
they might write, you're talking about journaling, they might write those and look at them and say, how did, how did I write that? I, I didn't even realize that's what was going on mm -hmm. in my mind. Right. And what came to mind was uh, Julia Cameron's book, uh, The Artist's Way. And I remember mm -hmm. journeying through that at one point in my life and, uh, and the morning, the practice of the morning pages, just the stream of consciousness journaling. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the advice is don't look at it for a month, then read it all back in one setting. And oh. uh, yeah. And, and so, so what happened when you did that, Sharon? Oh, well, what happened to me and what happens to everybody who, who talks about it is, is that you start to see what the patterns of your thoughts are and what you're ruminating on is, is like front and center, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. what you're rehashing is front and center, what, what you're, what you're stuck on it, like a, like a, like a broken record. Um, you know, oh, bad, man, is that an old metaphor now or what? A broken record, you know, because <laughs> what that means for those of you what? who aren't old enough, when we had vinyl, <laughs> if there no. was a scratch in a record, it would skip and it would skip backwards and it would keep replaying the same thing over and over again. So, um, yeah, that was, it, it became really obvious what that was. And even those things can be turned into prayer, right? Yes. To be asking God to to help us to see what it is that we need to relinquish. Usually it's something we need to put down in order to be able to get over. It's not a get over, yeah. it's a put down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? <laughs> or, or, or invite, uh, or it could be invite in. One of the mm -hmm. other places that we spoke about this is with um, Robert Mulholland on his uh, pattern of the inner dynamics. And, and that's really what Maggie, in a poetic way, is speaking about. That, well, first of all, we need, I've learned that silence is, um, uh, how did she say it? That silence is the secret. All right. So, we get away from others to be alone with God. And that's what Bob Mulholland says, that's solitude. Uh, or we get away from others, then we are alone with God in silence. And that's when those patterns, or what you said, Sharon, those things that, um, that you wrote that sort of come to the surface, and that's actually what we have to offer to God. And that begins the dialogue of prayer. And I think most of us have tried to come cleaned up in our relationship with God. We, we've tried to, we want to look good. Uh, we don't even know what it is. Uh, we smile and um, or have a serious face, whatever we think is appropriate. And those inner things just roll around in whatever ways they roll around in each person. And they don't get resolved because we can't resolve them. That last line, we, we release, we silence our spirit to listen to his spirit. Why would we do that? Because that is what sets us free. Mm -hmm. He wants us to come as is, doesn't he? Yes. And, but yet we have to stop talking to be able to listen to the wisest 
being mm-hmm. in the universe. Mm-hmm. Like we show up to, to talk to the wisest being in the universe and we fill the room with words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate what, uh, what happened there in our, in our use of figures of speech. You know, I said, we think about getting over uh, something or putting it down. And then you said, um, invited into. And I think that is how we use words is so important and what metaphors they conjure up. You know, assuming it's mine to climb over something, I have to get over something, as opposed to the idea of putting something down or um, relinquishing or, um, or releasing something, or to be able to realize that we're being invited in to something um, that doesn't really take any of our effort. We're being invited in. It's just a walking toward that might, that might be the next piece of this. So that's another key takeaway for me right now. Yeah. And just, and just back up, you said it slowly enough and carefully enough um, that it actually prompted something fresh in me, Sharon, you talked about um, putting something down and about releasing something. Well, you can't put something down or release something unless you know what it is you're putting down or releasing. Mm -hmm. You have to own it to be able to release it. You have to, um, you have to be able to name it. And that's, that's a piece of the work. Um, and if you're going to invite someone in, you know, you have had people come to your door and, and you don't invite them in. I mean, you'll talk to them at the door, but they're not going to get any further than that. But if you're going to invite someone in, there is already a sense of trust. There's a sense of you, a sense of you want good for me, uh, a sense of, um, uh, I don't even know if someone would go this far, but all will be well. I think it's that longing for connection mm-hmm. and, uh, an intimacy, uh, right? If I invite yes, yes. someone into my home, there's an intimacy there. Yes. Yes of being with them. And, and I, I want to be with you um, in this place that means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we read this in reverse, more or less of, of God speaking to us, you know, listen to my spirit, silence your spirit. You know, it, it's kind of a, of a, of a, of a, of a pathway of, of, of in, invitation in that kind of a way might be kind of interesting to play with. I tell you what, Joan, why don't you read this for us one more time? Mm-hmm. And uh, as we end, we will just offer this up. Um, look for it in the show notes. We'll print this piece up in the, in the show notes for you, but um, we will and also check out just... on YouTube, the video, I'm, I'm pretty certain the video of Mama Maggie reading it at the Global Leadership Summit's on I'll YouTube. I'll put that in the show notes too then. That, yes. And I mm-hmm. just, that was such a profound piece of time. I mean, that was what the buzz was. People were talking about what happened in oh. that session. Yes. Out of all the rest of the stuff that was oh, yes. 
so much more energetically. Yeah. And this, I mean, <laughs> yeah. this short little paragraph is the essence of what she said. Yes. I mean, all yeah. in, I don't know, eight statements. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she didn't use very many words. Mm-mm. Yeah. I remember her, her, the lighting that was on her even and what yeah. she was wearing and it just seemed to emphasize her. Yes. Um, somehow almost glowing up there. It was yes. crazy. Yes. So it was a holy moment. There's no doubt. So let's just uh, sit back and rest into this as Joan reads it for us slowly as we close. Once again, just quiet yourself wherever you're at and give space to listen to God. So for Mama Maggie, I learned that silence is the secret. Silence your body to listen to your words. Silence your tongue to listen to your thoughts. Silence your thoughts to listen to your heart. Silence your heart to listen to your spirit. Silence your spirit to listen to his spirit. Mm. Sybil, why don't you go ahead and pray us out? Mm -hmm. Let all the earth keep silence. Be still and know that I am God. So Lord, allow us to practice to practice this space of being still, that we might know you and be known by you. We ask this in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much, my friends. Thank you, Joan Kelly. Good to be with you. Thank you, Sybil. Great to be with you today. I am uh, looking forward to any comments you might want to leave for us on this episode. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Be blessed. This podcast is sponsored by OneLifeMaps.com, creators of unique visual life mapping materials titled Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story. Go to OneLifeMaps.com to purchase your Listen to My Life portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E-M-A-P-S.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You can help support this podcast and the work of One Life Maps by supporting us on Patreon. Go to www.patreon.com slash onelifemaps to pledge $5 or more per month and get weekly audio meditations to help you recognize and respond to God in your story. Thank you for tuning in to the One Life Maps podcast. Until next time, make the most of this one life that you've been gifted.